What would happen if I just started a new season with very little in the way of a plan? Well, we're about to find out. My name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue. Che's gonna bring me back Give me a plus one to attack Welcome rescuers! I hope that you're well and thank you for downloading the episode and pressing play. I definitely needed a break. Right now, I feel like I'm up to my neck in work and have far too much going on to be working on a new season of Roleplay Rescue. But it occurs to me that being snowed under and unable to find time for the things we love to do is the whole point of this podcast. Roleplay Rescue is the podcast about rediscovering our lost tabletop role-playing games hobby. It started about three years ago now, and it's been a journey which started out of frustration. Frustration with other people's busy lives, and it ended up revealing that, in fact, I had become a giant hypocrite. My life, like the lives of most people I know, is jam-packed with too many things, which has bubbled over into full-blown anxiety and, at times, depression. I always liked the analogy of Stephen R. Covey of Seven Habits fame when he wrote about life being much like trying to fill a jar with too many rocks. My life generally has a couple of large important rocks in it, this would be my job and my wife, to which I give plenty of attention in the average day, but as Covey points out, I also allow my average day to get filled up with the particles of sand, the less important to me but highly invasive priorities of other people. Whether it's watching TV, checking social media, answering emails and phone calls, dealing with interruptions, people knocking on my door, or a dozen other categories of minor grit that fills up my day, by the time I get to the end, there isn't enough space left in the day to fit in other important things, like cooking a decent meal, getting some exercise, or, most bizarre of all, playing a game. But I love tabletop role-playing games. I also enjoy podcasting, sharing my thoughts and ideas with the general sense that I might, just maybe, be giving something back to the community of gamers from which I have received so much. Both of these activities take time, and so I have been returning to some of the principles I unearthed back in previous seasons so that I can actually open up the space in my schedule needed to deliver a podcast and, in turn, also run at least one decent game. This season has begun with a theme in mind. How can I help the anxious, overworked and generally overwhelmed gamer get back to the table? To answer this, I've decided to first look in the mirror. I'm a 50-year-old white male with a busy career. I'm a British high school teacher and I'm staring down the barrel of the later third of my life. What can someone like me do to get back to playing and sharing the activity I have loved since I was very young? That said... In seeking to help the anxious, overworked and generally overwhelmed gamer get back to the table, I also needed to look around me. Not to be critical of other people here, but what I saw was a lot of folks running around playing ad hoc sessions in different games with a seemingly near random series of players and never stopping for one second to ask an important question. 
What's it for? What's it for? What is a tabletop role-playing game for? Take a beat and let that question sink in, albeit slowly. What's it for? Is it about having a fun time, escaping the regular pressures of life and blowing off steam as you blow away a few dozen bad guy mooks? This is the kind of submission to doing simple things, mindless even, things like running around through a combat for the pure pleasure of escape, grabbing the treasure and moving on to the next situation. Is it about rolling dice, moving miniatures, poring over maps, digging into physical manila envelopes of mysterious evidence? Do we enjoy the music to add to the situation or even the odd prop or scented candle? This is the pleasure of indulging our senses, which is so often a part of these games. What's it for? Do you like challenge and do you want to compete? Do you want a game you can win or lose? And I bet you want it to be fair. Players who really get into action scenes and who care about how powerful their characters are usually like a challenge, as does any player who wants to win the adventure at pretty much any cost. Are you a person who likes discovery and wants to explore the game and the world the game is taking place in? Do you want to uncover all the secrets, explore every room, understand every system, and find every hidden treasure? Players who leave no stone unturned, who ask a lot of questions and insist on visiting every room in the dungeon, are in it for discovery. Do you want to express yourself and show off your creative side? Do you like to create things that are unique to you and share them with others? Players who really get into character creation are probably expression lovers especially if they like playing unique and unusual characters and writing elaborate backstories for them. If they focus on showing off their creative side, they are probably after expression. What's it for? Fantasy lovers want to escape into another world. They want to be their characters and lose themselves in the imaginary world. Players who spend a lot of time interacting with the other characters in the world and like to play out the day-to-day -day routines in their characters' lives are likely to be fantasy seekers, especially if they want to act out the shopping trips. Fellowship is the engagement you feel when you're doing something with other people. Players who like fellowship are happy just being part of the group. In fact, they sometimes seem like they aren't engaged with the game at all, and that's because they're just there to hang out with their friends. And Some are there to play, but it's because their friends are doing it, and they too enjoy these games. What's a tabletop role-playing game? Four, those reasons come from the MDA theory of player engagement with games, primarily a theory developed for computer gaming, but it's one set of answers to the question. Maybe your answer is simpler. Role-playing games are for having fun. If so, what does fun do for you? And why this type of fun? Why not boot up a PlayStation or Xbox instead? Why not a movie or a good book? What's a tabletop role-playing game for? This is the simple question I want to open with. And I invite you to send me a message with your answer. If we get some call-ins, then I will play them in a future episode. But we can begin a conversation around what different gamers want. And it's all because we want different things from our games that I suggest asking what's it for is such a powerful question. For me, and for the purposes of what I aim to talk about more, tabletop role-playing games are about three big things. One, spending time with people I enjoy being engaged with creatively. 
to immersing myself into a deeply grounded and evocative fantastic world. Three, exploring that world through the senses of well-crafted, likeable and believable characters. For me, the story is an emergent byproduct of the game. I enjoy challenge and I enjoy a good fantasy. Rolling dice is a big part of my joy. Yes, it's just never one thing and it's rarely done just for fun. There are so many easier ways to have fun. I mean, simply, just try 10 minutes with a puppy. That's fun. But we are each of us different, and it's a difference that I invite you to embrace. I am sick to the back teeth of folk telling me how to play my games, and I don't want to go down a similar route. What I want to offer are some solutions to problems which I have faced. How can I run a game that is going to creatively engage my friends? How can I help those at my table to immerse into the other world? How can we create and invoke exciting characters? But more to the point, how can I do that while I suffer through waves of crippling nervousness and self-doubt? That's what Roleplay Rescue is about. I hope you'll come along for this whole other season. People like to call in to this podcast, and some folk have called in at the tail end of the last season, so I wanted to listen to what they had to say. Hello, Shay. This is Rob, also known as Minion. Sorry for the background noise. I'm more on the way to work. So uh, I just wanted to thank you for the last couple of episodes in particular. Um, I think uh, I share a lot of similar uh, concerns and interests in the game which I won't go into too much detail here, but um, just to say that I think the idea of looking at the kind of game that you want to play and uh, I'm, I'm just getting down and playing it because, yeah, like as you say, we do have a limited amount of time. Do have a very limited amount of time. And um, there's only so much that you have available. Um, do you want to expend it all on uh, making other people happy well we're we're old uh, older men now I mean I'm a few years younger than you and uh, perhaps this is something that all older people realise is that they don't have to make other people happy all the time um, and indeed as uh, I think it was Barry pointed out recently to me um, you, you, you can't make everybody happy you, can, you can't make everybody happy all of the time anyway so um, what is the answer? I suppose the key is to find people with overlapping interests and then uh, recognise that there's going to be some differences find out, identify those differences and just keep on playing so that, that continuation um, is important and um, I, I think I found a system that I particularly enjoy at least I want one that I want to spend time with at the moment which is BX D&D um, which you know it's the game that I really started with even though I played AD&D more I understand that it's uh, very simple for many people uh, and perhaps uh, not their cup of tea, but for me, it, it's uh, it's very interesting because it allows me to 
to explore a world that has very very clear rules and procedures in place that can be used to explore a world, have some fun, um, without wasting that precious time uh, on nitpicking over over details, over beans, you know. Yeah, we we are counting arrows perhaps, but I can... I can assume that people are able to do that by themselves and I don't think it takes as much time as uh, people make out. Um, So that's it really. Yeah, I mean, find what you want to do and spend time doing that thing uh, until it's no longer fun and then do something else. (laughs) It's it's simple as that, isn't it? Um, I have nothing more to say, but I did want to say thank you and again, uh, reassure you if that's the right word that I am uh, still listening even though I'm very quiet a lot of the time and then uh, your continued podcasting is uh, is meaningful to people like me um, and others uh, perhaps for very different reasons but that is meaningful and um, yeah keep it up man okay so take care now what a lovely call thank you thank you very much Minion aka Rob calling in there from the urban environment of japan and i really i really enjoy the fact that you're on your way to work and you took a moment to call here um it's such a generous thing to do i'm really grateful that you you've done that so thank you very much and the message was wonderful you know yeah you're absolutely right we are older gentlemen i think i'll go with older and uh yeah, you know, this idea that we don't have time to please everybody, and in fact it's impossible to please everybody, is really critical, it's really key. I think a lot of my anxieties lie in this belief that I somehow am inadequate and unable to please people in the way that I want to. But the deeper thing is not that I'm inadequate and can't please, but actually that expectation to be able to please other people is unrealistic. I'm not actually GMing to please others I'm GMing to create something which offers the opportunity to enjoy what I'm offering but I think the players have to bring something to the table too they have to bring a willingness and they themselves have to input to that whole process to make it enjoyable for others we are collectively doing this thing and it's not all on one person's shoulders so yeah thank you for that and I'm glad that you found your game like BX D&D it's not my game not a bad game it's just not for me necessarily or at least not right now but I have enjoyed it in the past and I know exactly what you mean when you talk about its simplicity and it's uh, the great processes that are in there really good methodology one of the last games published I think that actually has a complete methodology of play which is something that I'd like to get and talk to more deeply as the series goes on anyway Rob thank you so much for calling thank you for well passing on your appreciation because you know what i think that might have been a big part of the catalyst for getting me back to the mic cheers man aloha che brian calling in and yeah just want to give you some feedback on the uh i guess the exclusive for patreon the origin of john's theme i thought that was fantastic and it was a nice little peek into the the background and i guess i should call in john and let him know but when i first heard the theme i I was pretty impressed because it did seem it seemed like a callback to some some 80s tunes and i almost got the sense that that john was 
uh, you know, I don't want to say copying, um, you know, but but he was channeling some other songs. So I was pretty pretty impressed to hear that it's actually based on another song that he's done. And I sometimes I geek out about you know musical connections. So it's really interesting to see that evolution. And I do like it when uh, you know musicians either riff on their own stuff or riff on each other's stuff. So yeah, it was, was pretty cool. And I gotta, I gotta give John a call on that one. Cheers. Hey, Brian, thanks. And you're welcome. Uh, actually, we've got to thank John from Tale of the Manticore because, well, he sent me the original song, Don't Want to Be a Vampire. And I shared it on the Patreon, which is available if anyone's interested at patreon.com slash RPG Rescue. You can sign up for a quid and you get access to all of my back catalogue of GM's Journal, Dungeon Master's Diary. And if you go to higher levels, you get access to some other exclusives, including John's original theme, which, of course, the main theme is at the start of this episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, and I just wanted to also thank John for doing that, for doing the theme, which, you know, is just unsolicited, wonderfully done, and had to be used. But also, just for sharing that, because I think it is interesting, as you said, to uh, to hear the origins of things. John, from Tale of the Manticore podcast, thanks very, very much for the music. And, um, yeah, if you've got any other bits or anything like that, mate, you know, feel free to send them in. Anyway, Brian's got a little bit more to say, so let's go and listen to that. Aloha, Che. It's Brian uh, calling in with a response about your latest blog posts about never underestimating teens. And I think this definitely plays into some of the, the topics you've been talking about, definitely some of the things I've been talking about. This is a fantastic reminder. I think it touches on that idea of the infinite game and playing, but a reminder on... Not just kids, I'd say anyone coming in who has a bit of excitement to play, and maybe they have a little bit of, uh, of uh, you know, fear about, are we doing this right, or we got to learn, but they just pick it up and run with it, and from the sound of it, and I'm positive, they all had fantastic experiences. Uh, I've found that this weekend we were able to devote a lot of time to just resting, and my son and I got to get back into our modified Tomb of Annihilation campaign and spent a lot of time playing. And although we'd played some stretchy sessions or, you know, a couple of, uh, we bookended some days we were in the RV because we had the flexibility. This is probably the longest we played in a while, having a couple of big sessions Sunday and, and Saturday the day before. And I found that although I had read through, you know, the module a while ago and, and prepared a few things, I just let it kind of keep flowing, and it's not the easiest to run, getting a little bit in the details, especially considering he's the only player, although he's managing a party, and we're trying to scale it so that even though it's difficult, it's not (laughs) end of the world just because it just wouldn't make sense for the whole purpose, which is playing. And I found it was fairly straightforward, no anxiety, maybe not no anxiety, but he had a great time and we're just going to kind of keep going that way. And I'm trying to, you know, take your lessons that you're seeing and, and hopefully passing on to your kids to heart. So cheers. And once again, thank you for another generous call and message. And I'm glad you've been enjoying the blog uh, at roleplayrescue.com. It's, um, well, it's something I've been trying to do not quite daily. I've been trying to do it six days a week, Monday to Saturday, and then have Sunday off. Uh, some weeks that's not always worked out. I think in the last week or so, um, I missed more than I wanted to. Uh, but life happens, okay, and I'm not going to beat myself up too much. But no, talking about don't underestimate teens, um, 
yeah, I'm glad that resonated with you. Uh, I, I guess there are certain posts that I make that resonate more than others, which is fine. What it is, is I think, is working out of ideas, many of which find their way into this podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm glad. But it's really nice to know that you're reading it, or someone's reading it, um, and getting some value from it. And I'm really glad that you're enjoying the game with your son. So thanks for that, Brian. That's great. And the last call is from, you guessed it, Jason Connolly. H A Jason here. Just listen to the final episode of season nine. I, I think it was a great episode. Very interesting discussion. A little bit tough to hear at times. Sorry if I frustrated you over the the years. Never my intent to frustrate. But anyhow, I look forward to seeing what happens with season ten. So I hope there is one, and I'll see you at the gaming table. And thank you, Jason. Uh, it's great to hear from you, and I'm glad you enjoyed the episode, even if it was a little hard to hear. I have to say, though, categorically, you do not frustrate me. I know that uh, you get to game socially. And, um, you know, sometimes it's difficult for us to get to the table and do the things we want to do. But that's natural. Um, We're going to talk a lot about, you know, how we can overcome that. But, yeah, you don't frustrate me. I think we have to be more understanding of each other. That's what I'm trying to get to. That we want different things. That we are trying to achieve perhaps different ends sometimes we can do those things together and we can kind of work towards something that's mutually beneficial other times we're going to have to be honest and say yeah this game isn't for me but what's more important than anything is that we accept each other for what we want and who we are and jason you're a good friend and i have long admired you and what you do and really enjoy gaming with you so please don't ever think that i am frustrated with you and on that note I'm going to leave it there. So thanks very much to all the callers. Thanks to Menion. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Jason. Let's wrap this up. So that's it for the first episode. I hope you found it either useful or interesting. If you have questions, please feel free to call in to the show via anchor.fm slash rpg rescue and clicking on the message button you get one minute per message so it's okay to blurt out a quick question and just send that in roleplay rescue is supported and funded by the generous contributions of 40 or more patrons and i want to thank every single one of them your generosity keeps me going so thank you and remember what's it for my name is che webster this is Roleplay Rescue. Game on.